0: You are listening to the Living Way Church Podcast. For more information about Living Way Church, go to livingwaychurch.cc. Well, Jesus made some pretty amazing claims. He, uh, He said a lot of things about himself, titles that were attributed to God alone. He said, that's me. He said, I am the I am. I am these things. In the face of death, Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. In, in an unsatisfying world that leaves you wanting, Jesus says, no, no, I am the bread of life. In a dark place, in a dark night, in the in the darkness and the coldness of the world, Jesus says, I am the light of life In the light of the world. And in John 10, seven, Jesus gives us a new one. He says, Jesus said again, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate of, of the sheep. I'm the gate of the sheep. Now, gates and doors, we go through them every day. In fact, you probably went through dozens of them already just this morning. To get you from one place to another, we all walked through them already today. Maybe uh, there's store doors, like Kroger doors, Walmart doors, theater doors. The front door, the garage door, car doors, refrigerator doors, microwave doors, closet doors. We use doors every day. Some lead to great places and some lead to harmful places, places that we wish we had never had gone. Some doors bring excitement. Some doors bring fear. It depends on what's behind the door. And different responses can come about from the same doors. For example, maybe you're walking through the doors at Cowboy Stadium. See, different responses. Some are like, Cowboys, take Cowboys. And then others, boo. Maybe when you walk into American Airlines Center and you've got ringside court seats for the Mavericks, you walk in the doors. Different responses from different people. You know, for me, uh, when I walk into the mall door, it's totally different than my wife. When I walk into the mall, I feel like the life is sucked out of me. While Nicole is energized. The response is different. Some walked through the doors today and felt excited when you walked into church and some of you were apprehensive. Some of you were ready to sleep. Couldn't wait to hit these comfy theater chairs. Some of you were dragged here. Some of you are excited to hear what God might be speaking to you. John ten nine, Jesus says again, I am the gate or the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved, is what he says. And the light, of life. In life, we make choices at every door, to walk through the door or to walk away. And what you will be given today is an opportunity to walk through a door. What have you done today and what will you do today with the door? In John 10, Jesus gives us two I am's. Not only I am the door, but he also says, I am the good shepherd. Both deal with the exact same principle, and that is that we are sheep. And we are sheep in danger of rustlers, thieves, and wolves. Now, I want to talk to you a minute about why Jesus calls us sheep. Why sheep? Well, first of all, sheep are defenseless. Sheep are slow. And here's the big reason why we are called sheep. Sheep are very dumb. They're very dumb. In fact, if you go to a field where there's cows, which are, you know, you know, about as smart as a box of rocks, cows are not very sharp. But if you throw hay in a field in the same place every day, the cows will go to that place to eat. You cannot do that with sheep. Sheep actually forget every day where to get food. Sheep, they need a shepherd to show them where to go every day, how to drink or where to find drink, and where to find food. They must keep an eye on them at all times. (laughs) Not sheep. Sheep are very, very forgetful. Not only are they dumb, but sheep are also very, very valuable. So, in comparison to God, we are sheep, we are dumb slow, defenseless, but in the eyes of God, we're also very, very valuable. Psalm 11.3 says, know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his sheep. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. We're going to next week talk about Jesus, the good shepherd, where he says in John 10, I am the shepherd, the good shepherd. And uh, we're going to talk about how Jesus compares us, his people, to sheep and himself to a shepherd more than anything else in the entire Bible. Today, just a portion of that in relation to the gate. Jesus had just finished a conversation with some religious rulers and he called these Pharisees a bunch of hypocrites and he called them spiritually blind and then he says this in John 10:1. He says, Verily, verily, I tell you very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen or the sheep gate or the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. Now, next week, we're going to focus on Jesus the shepherd. But in order to understand exactly what he's saying, we need to climb inside the mind of the people that were standing there listening to Jesus. Now, hear me out for a minute. The typical shepherd at that time had anywhere from 20 to 100 sheep that they had to take care of every single moment of the sheep's life, making sure they were safe, fed, and watered, And every good shepherd knew every sheep by name, and every sheep, according to the relationship of that shepherd, knew only the shepherd's voice, and they knew him. And each day, the sheep would be led out to pasture, where they would freely roam the pasture in guidance and in care of the shepherd, and in safe safe watch of the shepherd, but... Each night, the shepherd would call them in with a particular call or by name. He would call them in and round them up to sleep every night in a sheepfold. Now, this sheepfold could be anywhere at all in the field. So what they would do in a sheep pasture is they would build these temporary pens all over the pasture. Because if you're way out, you know in the pasture somewhere, and and you can't get them back into the pen in time. You just basically rally them in into these makeshift pens that are around the field. And what they would do is they would rally them in. They would, they would enter through one entrance. There was one door, and the shepherd would watch the sheep from that one door. In fact, they would often sleep right there on the gate. Let's just say this was a gate to the sheep pen and this was the door a lot of times they they had doors but most of the time they did not have doors and uh, if there was a door the the shepherd would sleep at the door and if there was not a door the shepherd would be the door he would be the gate and he would sleep sitting up or laying down he would sleep so literally nobody could get in or get out without passing through the shepherd who became the actual gate or door. And that's the context. When Jesus says, I am the gate. I am the gate to that sheep pen. No one enters except through this gate. He says thieves, in contrast, would have to jump the pen. Would climb in some other waves. Whether it be a sheep, a thief, or a wolf. And if in the countryside he would sleep across forming a human door, creating a safe place to protect them. No one could interleave without passing over him. This is the image that they had when Jesus talked about himself as the gate. He goes on. He says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes out ahead of them and his sheep Follow him. Everybody say, follow him. His sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. He goes on, verse 6, Jesus used this figure's speech, but the Pharisees were still being dumb goats. Uh, they did not understand what he was telling them. So Jesus explains it a little bit more clearly in verse 7. He says, very truly, I am that gate. I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have life and have it to the full. What I want to do now is I want to, want to talk to you. If you're a mother, I want, I want you to take this to heart today. If you're not a mother, if you're a father or a son, this is, this is a message for everyone. But I want you to hear this. I want to deconstruct this, this passage here. I want to talk about the, the, the gateway. And I want to ask you one quick question is, can you hear the voice of the shepherd? Right now, are you listening to the voice of the shepherd? Because here's five things he says to you today. Five things. Number one is this. When you are tired, Jesus says, I am the gate. When you are tired, Jesus is the gate. Every night through the gate was a place they knew they could find rest. Every night... That life is tiresome, yes, yes. Your exhausted life can be exhausting. Work and schedules, and if you're a mom, it's that much more exhausting because it seems like you've got double duty. It seems like, yeah, dad works, comes home, you work, come home, and guess who fixes dinner eight out of ten times? It's mom. Because dad's like, hey, it's on your on your own, microwave dinners and pizza every night. That's how we provide nourishment. Moms, they think through meals more than guys do. Now, some of you guys, you think through meals. Here's how I think through a meal. It's eight o'clock. I haven't ate yet. That's how I think through a meal. And then I'm like scrambling to find something. My wife, she actually thinks ahead. And and it's interesting. Life is exhausting. Moms, you can be ex- extra exhausted, emotionally exhausted, physically. You know, those of I mean, I was talking to one of our guys today. Man, you work so much. Some of you, man, you work so, so many hours. You're tired. You're exhausted. Listen, Jesus is the gate. Jesus is the gate. At the end of a tiring day, the sheep knew they could find a place of rest in the arms of The shepherd through the gate. Are you spiritually malnourished? Are you dry? Are you tired? Are you beat? Are you looking and looking and looking and not really sure what you're looking for? Jesus is the gate. Jesus is the gate. For some of you, church has left you tired. Religion uh, will leave you exhausted. If you join religion, it will leave you frustrated and exhausted when you are sick, when you're tired. Come to the gate. This is what it says. Notice this in John 10. It says, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out. It's not talking about being saved and losing your salvation. This is about freedom. This is about finding pasture. He says, this is about someone who will care for you day when you're out in the pasture and at night when you're in the pen. As you come and go all day long, there's freedom and there's peace and there's comfort There is Jesus. Isaiah 40.10 says, See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he will rule the mighty arm. See, his reward is with him, and his recompense recompense accompanies him. Verse 11, He tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms, and he carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Some of you guys, some of you mothers, you have, you're a mother of young children. It's, a, it's very, very tiring. It's very exhausting. I want you to hear. The Lord will gently lead you. Go to the gate. He will gently lead those who have young. If you're tired, the gate, Jesus. Can you hear the voice of the shepherd? Here's a second thing. When you're lost, Jesus is the gate. When you're lost, Jesus is the gate. During the day, the shepherd guides them through the wilderness. But some wander off and some get lost. But when he calls to them, and by the way, he calls to them by name, they come. Guys, listen, some of you, you have wandered off from God. Some of you have wandered off from the fold. Some of you have wandered into this place today and you're still wondering if God cares about you. Jesus is the gate and when you are lost, when you feel lost, listen to the shepherd's call as he calls you to the gate. He calls you to the gate. Listen to this, John ten three says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out When he has brought them out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Listen, when you're not sure where you're going, when you feel like you don't know what to do, when you feel lost and confused about the future of your life or relationship, the gate is where you will find the shepherd who will lead you and guide you The shepherd is at the gate calling. He will go ahead of you and prepare a way. That's what it says. If we will follow and know his voice. Luke 15, Jesus gives a parable about a a good shepherd, referring to himself, who risks it all to go after the one lost. And this is what he says in 15.5 of Luke. He says, and when he finds it, that sheep, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, rejoice with me. I found my lost sheep sheep and he says i tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous people who do not think they need to repent is what it means there you see listen mom maybe you feel lost maybe you feel like you're wandering maybe you feel like you have drifted away can you hear the voice of the shepherd calling you to the gate some of you you're you're here today for mom Some of you, you're here today for your son or for your daughter. Listen, the shepherd is calling you. Come to the gate. He's looking for you. He's calling for you. Boy, when you get there, it's a party. He will care for you. When you are lost, Jesus is the gate. Here's another one. When you are alone, Jesus is the gate. You see, that sheep fold, that sheep pen where all the sheep were gathered is a safe place for sheep to gather for protection and healing. Built by the shepherd, they are called to be together. Listen to this. Jesus calls the sheep to the pen. Those who are his gather together. You know what we do every Sunday morning? We listen to the voice of the shepherd saying, come together. Every Sunday, the voice of the shepherd is saying, Come, sheep, and gather together. You're not alone. You're not in this this fight of life by yourself. You have people that care for you and love you and will pray for you and encourage you. And every week during our small groups, the shepherd is calling you to a small group where you will find relationships and friends and prayer and encouragement. Because the sheep gather together. That's how you know you're part of the fold. That's how you know you're in the pen. Jesus provides an entrance into the flock. Through Jesus, you are counted among the sheep. You are not alone. You have family. Some of you here, Mother's Day is very sensitive for you because you don't have family. You have family right here you have family right here. Maybe your family has moved on and you're single again, or maybe you're a parent who doesn't never had children. You have family right here. The, the, the sheep have a place and the shepherd is calling. And here's what I love is that we are different and we are together because God's flock is beautiful. By the way, do you know a Sheep can be called a flock or a herd, if you're wondering that. It's both. Jesus provides entrance into the flock. Through Jesus, you are counted among the sheep. You're not alone. Every week, the pen is open. Jesus calls his sheep together. There are benefits in the sheephold. There are benefits to be part of the body of Christ. Jesus, at the flock, when he calls the sheep in, that's where he tends to them. That's where he cares for them. That's where he feeds them. That's where he nurtures them. That's where they find healing when they are sick and hurting it's when they are together see some of you are missing out on a very important part of your walk with God and that is the sheepfold the pen each monday we we leave the pen to go to the pasture each to our own places of of home and work and every week the shepherd's calling us back to the gate to gather together You are not alone. Mom, you're not alone. Dad, you're not alone. Son, you're not alone. Can you hear the shepherd's voice? Here's another one. Number four is that when you are afraid, Jesus is the gate. You see, during the night, during the times when they least expected it, there were thieves and robbers that would come in and try to steal the sheep, particularly at night when the sheep were asleep and did not see it coming, thieves would climb over the pen because they couldn't get, if you went in through the gate, the gatekeeper, Jesus, knows who are his, who are safe, and allows them in to the family. But those that don't go through Jesus go around another way. They might jump the fence or a wolf might jump the fence. And Jesus says that the, the gate is not only there, to keep them together, but to protect them from the thieves and the robbers and the wolves. And some of you, you are afraid. You have got so much going on in your life and the gatekeeper is saying, no, 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 come, come on, come to me. You don't have to be afraid with me. You don't have to be fearful of your future. You don't have to be afraid of your marriage of what will happen. You don't have to be worried and afraid about your children You don't have to be worried and afraid about your money, about your job, about your car. Jesus says, come, come on, when you're afraid, Jesus is the gate. He says this in John 7, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and robbers. You see, to them he was referring to Jewish leaders, but today it would be anyone who tries to snatch you away from the sheepfold. Be false teachers, false faiths or unhealthy relationships. He says, all who've come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. Next week, we're going to talk about how there are so many voices. We hear so many voices. Next week, we're going to talk about the good shepherd and knowing the shepherd's voice and how you can hear the voice of God. How do you know it's the voice of God and and how to discern the different voices in your life? He says, but the the sheep have not listened to them. He says, I am the gate Whoever enters... Through me will be saved. You see, there's two kinds of thieves in life. Sheep are targets of robbers, and that's those who just want to use them. Theft was coming for money. These are the ones that attempt to jump the fence and steal them away from their family, from their life. Guys, listen, there will be those in your family and in our church and in your home there will be thieves. There will be people who will try to rob your investment into their life. You see, the sheep pours his life into feeding and caring for these sheep. And then some thief is going to come in and steal them and sell them and benefit from the relationship that has been put into these sheep. Guys, listen, there are thieves in your life. Moms, you need to be aware of the thieves in your families lives, these thieves and robbers that would try to steal the heart of your family, the heart of your children, the faith of your family. There are people who would try to make their way into churches around the world and steal the faith and the heart away from the people. Jesus says, no, 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 I'm the gate, but be aware of the thieves. And another thing, there there are also those that are Some are targets of wolves. Sheep were target of wolves. And the Bible talks a lot about wolves. And they were always in reference to false teachers. They attack and they devour the sheep for food. Hiding in sheep's clothing, uh, the Bible says later on, they seek to devour. Guys, listen. There are people, as a shepherd uh, in your life, there are people that God has called me to protect you from. And, And as parents and as young people, you need to... Be aware of the wolves that will try to come in and devour your family, to devour a healthy walk with God. Psalm 79, after after the writer gives this great discourse on God's faithfulness, he ends with this in verse 13. It says, Then we, your people, the sheep of your pasture, pasture will praise you forever from generation to generation. We will proclaim your praise. Listen, this means your children's children will be serving and worshiping God. There's there's no greater legacy for a parent or for a child who hopefully one day wants to have children than to have your children's children. Some of you, who's a grandparent? Raise your hand if you're a grandparent. You know what one of your greatest legacies in your whole life will be? Not so much your children praising God, which is great, but seeing your children's children praising God. There's something, And then if you get the opportunity to see your children's children's children, there's, there's I, I mean, I love watching my, my kids love Jesus, but when I see their kids love Jesus, that's gonna be like, shh, they got it and they passed it on. You know, this is what it's about when we look out for the wolves, when we look out for the thieves and robbers. The intimacy of the sheep is powerfully displayed here. A couple of things to point out. He calls his sheep by name. That means our relationship with God is a personal one. That means that Jesus is the shepherd who knows us, who is loving and caring, whose voice we hear and to follow. He's not some sort of blank force in the sky. He's not, may the force be with you. If he's got, I talked to this guy yesterday. I'm not going to say who because it will totally give it away. But this person was being very spiritual. And they said, the guy upstairs, the man upstairs, I just felt this force tell me that I should do this. And I thought, well, you know, hey, you know, awesome, I'll receive that, you know. But I'm like, obviously this guy doesn't know God, because I know him by name. Because the sheep know the shepherd, but God is not the man upstairs, the landlord. He's not the, you know, my homie. He is my father, he is Jesus, who is his son. He is an intimate relationship. And that's how you know you're part of the sheepfold, the true sheepfold, as opposed to just hanging out with the sheep. Some of you just hang out with the sheep and you are welcome to hang out with the sheep until you become a thief and a robber and then I'm gonna chase you away or a wolf. But you know, you're truly his sheep when you know his voice and you know his name because it's a relationship. He says, my sheep, he says, I know them by name. God knows you. He cares about you. Can you hear the shepherd's voice? Can you hear? He speaks his word. Can you hear? The intimacy of the sheep and the shepherd is powerfully here. I think of my pets. I have, I have a, two dogs, one of them uh, who's almost completely deaf, cute dog. He's, he's hanging on for dear life. We love him. And he's, uh, he's going on about 15 and a half. He'll be 16 this year at some point. And uh, he's had a rough life. Uh, he's health problems and stuff. But he can't hear. So we're like, Max, hey, hey. And he does this. <laughs> He'll like, he's walking and he goes to the door and he doesn't even ask to go outside anymore. He just looks at it and goes. Pfft. And then as he's walking, plop plop you know he's like he's like a horse it's like come on man and but as soon as he walks away we're like we run to the door no and we're like hey hey and he's like so we like open the door to shine some light so maybe he can see this shifting of shadows because he's also got terrible cataracts so he's like blind he's he, he say this is the couch he jumps on the couch like he misses the couch completely. He's, or he's like, he's like, car poor, car poor on everything. He, he never, he never quite makes it. So, uh, uh, poor little Max, but Calvin, man, he's our, he's our newest dog family member. And, uh, man, he knows our voice. He hears our voice and he knows each of our family members voices differently and responds to them differently. And when you come to our house and you say his name, and he'll look at you like, what do you want? You know, he's like, you're not. And they'll look to us and we're like, oh, you know, he gets approval from us because he looks to us. I think I think somehow the shepherd and the sheep relationship is the closest I can come to when, when I think of that. Is it my dog, our dogs, when Max could hear, he knew our voice. They responded to us, not to you, because they have that relationship. It's very intimate. They know us and we know them by name and this is important to know Oh, about you remember the movie babe remember the secret word Bah ram you by the way that's e-w-e not y-o-u it's like that never made sense all right bah ram you um had to look that up because i was thinking about that all this week uh that was the secret word that the sheep responded to you know what the secret word that the sheep respond to now is Jesus. That's a given. That was like the Bible answer. Jesus, God, the Bible. Um, the Trinity of answers, when you don't know what to answer, say, Jesus, God, the Bible. Uh, here's the second thing to point out is that sheep hear and know his voice. And this is where we're going to end this today is not everyone has a relationship with the shepherd. Not everyone has a relationship. He says, sheep and here, sheep hear and know his voice, know my voice. You see, not everyone hears. Some of you today are not listening to me. Some of you today find church just a complete waste of time, but you're here for somebody else. Thank you for being here today. I'm glad. Come on back again. Let Just get the Q-tips out and listen to the voice of God. Can you hear the shepherd? Because not everyone can, and not everyone responds. Not everyone follows the shepherd. Not everyone has a relationship with with God. Just because you are alive does not mean you're part of the family of God. Just because you breathe air doesn't mean you are a child of God. The Bible says that you become a child of God through Jesus Christ. When we give our life to Jesus, when we understand the cross of Jesus, when we surrender our life to follow the King, Here's what happens. He then adopts us into the family and then he calls us his child then. And only then, apart from Jesus, you are an orphan. You are not part of the sheep. Not every person who is alive is in relationship with God. Not every person alive is in the fold. Not every person alive is going to heaven. Only his sheep. But this is the last thing, and that is if you are ready, Jesus is the gate. If you're ready, then salvation begins today. Salvation begins at the gate. Salvation begins at the door. the The Savior is there waiting. He is the door. He is the gate. And he says, "You want in." Did you hear my voice? <laughs> come on in. I will receive you if you come through me. But if you try to go in another way, you are an enemy of mine. If you try to jump the fence, if you think there's another way in other than Jesus, this is what it says. Look at this. John 10, 1, it says, Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep by the gate, the sheep pen by the gate, but tries or climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. That means if you try to get into the fold apart from Jesus, you're an enemy. Verse 9, I am the gate. Whoever, however, enters through me will be saved, and they will come in and out and find pasture. You want to know what life is all about? Jesus says, it's the gate. It's me. And you cannot know life without me. You cannot begin the journey of life without me. You cannot know eternal life without me. But if you do get in, it's going to be through me. And if you don't get in, it's just the opposite. In fact, he says this. He says, everyone before me, any other way other than me, he says, they're all thieves and robbers. Every one of them. Jesus is making an incredibly bold statement here. He's saying, I am the only way in. I am the only way to true life. I am the only door. Jesus is speaking like this. He declares himself God in the flesh, the one and only who saves and sustains. He says, I am the only gate. There is no other way. There is no other book. There is no other meditation process. There is no religion. There is no prayer. There is no faith. There is no steps or meditation. It is me, Jesus. I am the only gate, the only way. He echoes it again. He echoes it again in John 14, uh, 6, where he says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth. And the life, no one comes to the Father except through me. I am the door. I am the gate. Jesus alone is the entrance to eternal life. And he alone gives us life in the fullness. You see, it matters what side of the gate you are on. It matters. See, a gate is always a separator. It is always a separator between those who are on the outside and those who are on the inside. I'll be honest with you, some of you right now, are on the outside. Some of you right now are on the outside of the gate. I cannot assume that every person in this room has gone through Jesus. Some of you are separated from eternal life right now. You see, there's a door that separates judgment and deliverance. We see this all through Scripture. We see it through Noah and the door of the ark that separated salvation from judgment. We see a lot and his door and his house, which separated salvation and judgment. We see in 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 Egypt, when when Pharaoh uh, finally let the people go and the angel of death passed through, it was the blood on the door that separated them from saving uh, save, uh, Savior, deliverance and judgment. It was Rahab who left that mark on the door, which was a picture of Jesus Christ, that separated them from taking down her house, which they delivered her instead of judgment. And it's Jesus who says, I am that door. I am the only one strong enough to protect you. And this is the flip side, John 10, 10. And this is where we're going to end in prayer. And Jesus said, but he says, there is a thief. And the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I've come that you might have a life and have it to the full. I want you to realize abundant life does not begin when you're dead. Abundant life. Can begin right now. You see, abundant life is not just eternal life. Abundant life is about a life that begins the moment you cross the gate into the flock of God, into the family of God, into the household of God. When you, and I'm not talking about church attendance because church does not get you Jesus, Jesus is the only gate. Jesus uses the church, but the church is not the gate. Jesus is the gate. And once you meet Jesus, Eternal life begins the second you say yes to Jesus. And you have life eternally and full life, which is right now a full life. That regardless of what happens in your life, what trials, struggles, sickness, tragedies, you still understand that the gatekeeper is there, the shepherd is good, and life is full. You see, you have a choice today. You can either choose Satan's plot or Jesus' plan. Satan's plot to kill you, to steal your family from you, and to destroy any potential you might have in this life. You can have that. You know how you get it? You do nothing. You just don't go to the gate, and you will be caught by the thief. Or you could pass through the gate, who is Jesus, and have life and life to the full. And if you're ready, Jesus is the gate. I want to say one last verse here. Psalm 100, verse 1. It says, shout. See, if you do this, mom, dad, son, daughter, if you hear the shepherd's voice and you respond to this today, this will be your prayer. Shout Through the gate. In John 10, he follows up with an amazing verse where he says, I am the good shepherd. We're going to unpack that next week. But I want you to know there's only one door. But Jesus is looking for doormen and doorwomen. He's looking for people who will guide people to and through that door. So if you're not a Christian today, I want you to run to the gate. If you are a Christian, will you take on this mantle of being a doorman, being a door woman, being a door mom, that will lead people to and through the gate? Let's pray. God, I thank you so much, Lord, that today, on this Mother's Day, that you would let these moms know, Father, that when they are tired, you are the gate. God, when they feel lost, you are the gate. Lord, when they feel alone, you are the gate. God, when they feel afraid, you are the gate. And Lord, if there's anyone here, God, anyone at all that realizes that they haven't gone through the gate, that they haven't gone to Jesus, then I pray that today they would hear the voice of the shepherd and respond and respond. And run to the gate. I want to pray for you right now. If you're here right now, I want to pray for you. Uh, particularly if you if you say, you know what, that's me. I, I need to know the strength, the love, the care. I feel lost. I feel alone. I feel afraid. I feel tired. And especially if you're here today and you say, you know what, I need the gate. I need to pass from death to life. I feel like I'm being robbed and stolen from. And I feel like the thief is having a heyday with me. I feel like I'm being devoured. Run to the gate. The shepherd will keep you safe and to his heart. So I want to pray for you. If that's you today, this prayer is for you. Dear Jesus, I pray for every one of these people in this room that feel lost, alone, afraid, tired, exhausted, confused, God, I pray that you would comfort them and help them to know that they can run to the master, run to the shepherd, run to the gate. God, run to Jesus. God, I pray that they would hear the voice of the shepherd today as he says, come in, come in, come find me. I'm calling you. God, I pray for those here today that, that are lost, the lost sheep. God, I pray that they would be found today. They would hear the voice of the shepherd and respond to his saving, saving grace. If that's you, I want to pray a prayer with you. So I, I want us all to pray this prayer together. Let's pray this together. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for calling me. Here's my life. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean. Thank you for the cross and the resurrection. Teach me to follow you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer in your worship guide as a connection card, could you fill that out for us today and let us know that you prayed that prayer? Or come and talk to me. Uh, I would love to encourage you with the shepherd.